Can you remember a time when you thought someone you disagreed with might actually be right? In the new podcast, You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen pose that question to guests like Paul Ryan, Al Gore, and Judy Woodruff. Come for the stories, stay for the substance and expert insights into some of the most challenging issues facing the country, including affordable housing, crime, and education. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Mom. First things first, thank you. It's my one-year anniversary of my decision to say, yes, I need help, and yes, I choose me. And that's the miracle. I'm lucky that the strongest person I know is my own mother. Love you, Mom. Maxwell. Be that strong person who makes the difference. If your loved one is struggling with drugs and alcohol, reach out to Karen for a different kind of addiction treatment. Visit caron.org slash lost. Hosted by two girls, one goth. And today is our Christmas celebration episode because I don't know if you've looked at the calendar, but next week's Killing Time falls on a very uh, incredible, sacred, sacred, different holiday other than Christmas. So we are moving our Christmas celebration to today. So Merry Christmas, our listeners. Merry Christmas, if that's your thing. And happy holidays. Happy holidays to everyone. Mm-hmm. And we see Merry Christmas. What we want to make clear is that we're encompassing just the spirit of this time of year. Yeah, the holiday season. Exactly. Yes. Happy holidays, everyone. Yes, happy holidays. Absolutely. So, you know what? Today, we're going to go to the dark day here. Yeah, let's go to the dark day. Very punk rock, actually. Okay. December 16th, 1773. A bunch of people, and they're actually prominent men from Massachusetts, they dress up as Mohawk Indians, they go on three British ships, and they throw overboard 342 chests of tea into the harbor. Mm. Now, this became known as the Boston Tea Party. Of course. Mm. Now, the Boston... So, they were um, protesting the uh, British Parliament. They had the Tea Act of 1773, which said that they that they were trying to save the East India Company by lowering the tea. They were trying to create basically a monopoly on the tea. The East India Trade Company yes. was trying to create the monopoly. Sure. Yeah. yeah, yes. So, and they were trying to just undercut everybody. Mm-hmm. And there were three tea ships: the Dartmouth, the Eleanor, and the Beaver. And apparently, you—I don't know if it's still there now, but as a kid, I remember going to Boston, going on the beaver in Boston Harbor and actually being able to throw a, a thing of tea, a, you know, thing of tea over, over into, over into the, uh, the water. And then they would pull it up again, everything like that, which is really good. Yeah. We're (laughs) pulling this back up. This is just a theatrical release. No. And I was like, no, we're doing this. We're doing this. Yeah. So, uh, and this was led by Sam Adams Mm -hmm. who eventually, uh, has a, a delicious beer. So apparently the tea that they dumped in that harbor was valued at $18,000. Hmm. 
Mm. Now, Parliament was pissed. Can't get your shit Back now. then. Back then, they were pissed. <laughs> yeah. 18,000 then? Yeah. So what, it, 18, what does that equate then. to now? It equates to $7 billion now. I, don't, I, I, re- I really don't know what it means. I'll look it up while Billy keeps <laughs> talking. Oh, my God, Billy. Useless so, man. So, so Parliament was pissed, and then they, they enacted the coercive acts. But So by the way, the acts that, that Parliament was doing, like who was naming them? They had the intolerable acts. They had the coercive intolerable acts. Intolerable acts? Yeah, this is... A, so Dude, they, I would have breached every law. <laughs> like intolerable acts. Like, yeah, yeah. Sign me up. So that's what this was. So, so they closed Boston to merchant ships. They basically closed the harbor. And they made all of the British officials, they said, you know what, you're, you're immune. Nobody's going to prosecute you or anything like that. And this is also when they said that everybody, if we want to put British troops in your house, they're allowed to stay there. Hmm. So this subsequently made the uh, colonists create the first Continental Congress. And then this kind of was one of the, uh, you know, sparks of the revolution. Mm -hmm. So I did look up the inflation cost and it said the value of more than 92,000 pounds of tea dumped into the Boston Harbor would be around a million dollars, which doesn't seem that much, to be honest. Chill out, guys. Like, (laughs) honestly, (laughs) like, if you think about how many, like, ships are backed up in Long Beach right now in the U.S. I mean, we're losing millions and millions of dollars by the day. If we kicked a single canister off one of those ships, I think it'd be more than that. Yeah, when Instagram goes down for six hours, they're losing a million dollars. Yeah, absolutely. I think (laughs) Maybe just because not much was going on back then, you know? You know, the economy was not as stimulated as it is now. No, not at all. We're like, we lost a million dollars ah it's just another uh, yeah. tuesday another day another day another, another day in paradise another All day right. another dollar so that's what happened in on this day in 1773 all right well uh we're gonna get into some interesting true crime rewind in a bit but before then we have got some bitching to do please rise court is now in session all rise call the first witness how do you plead guilty or not guilty all right, well, welcome to, uh, I was going to say Christmas-themed on the stand, but it's not. It's just another everyday on the stand. Could be on the stand. It could, could be. be. I don't know. Maybe. We don't know what Billy's going to say or what I'm going to say, frankly, but like, <laughs> could be Christmas on the stand for mm-hmm. all we know. Every week, each of us brings something to the stand. We're either prosecuting it or defending it. Maybe it's an unpopular opinion, something of the sort, and we're going to decide if we are angry at something we shouldn't be or if we are rightful in mm. our thoughts. That's right. So, so, for this first on the stand for today, I think I'm going to go first. I love that. Unless one of you wants to go first. No, I you think know, you should. I'll go first. Okay, oh, really? Billy's going no, first. No, I'm going first. All right, okay. here's what as I'm doing. As he puts a hat on, as he says this, by the way. And what kind of hat am I putting on? He's putting a Santa hat on over his uh, headphones and he's draping the little I'll dangly balls. I'll take a picture. Ball. He's yeah. dang- on Instagram. He's, pu- he's dangling little dangly balls to one side. Um, Which I often do. Uh, d- he dangles don't, don't a judge. dangly ball to one side. Yes. He often that's his does like that. MO. Don't judge. All right, so so dangling a dangly ball. That's so right. dangles for everyone. Secret Santa. Oh, that's a good one. Has morphed into Yankee Swap slash what the fuck is white Yankee ele- Swap. Slash I've never heard that term. White no, elephant. No, no. Slash. What is Yankee Swap? <laughs> Yankee Swap. White elephant. Bastard Christmas. Whatever it is. Bastard. Whoa, yes. Jeez, Alexis. <laughs> Dude, bastard is a. Scary word okay. used to bastardize. Do you know people. what I'm talking about? I'm talking about where everybody puts a gift under the tree, and then somebody has no, to pick we a gift. Understand and then they, yeah. what it is? Okay, but the right, names right. are offensive. But let them talk about white elephants. But that's Sorry. what people call them. Call them. So what I want to say is that do we? I want to put that on the stand. Uh, sometimes it is uh, interesting. 
there's a lot of strategy that goes on. Yeah. I remember once uh, fighting for a uh, a charger for a iPhone, like a portable charger for an iPhone. Because like it was everybody, one of the gifts? Everybody was fighting for that at one point. It was, okay. it was in the shape of a ghost. And uh, it, prob- it, probably, <laughs> it, probably, it probably gave you like 25 extra minutes or something like that. But well, I want to put that on the stand. Just what, white elephant ghosts. What do you think about the white elephant... Party. Party. Ooh. I love it. Me who I love it because I'm so glad I, you had this perspective. I mean, deep down, we all know I love a game, and then at the end of the game, white a white elephant gift party is a game. Like, and you get something when you leave. It's a the strategy. losers even get, the losers even get something. And when you're done talking, I, I can't wait to wait. No, I I love it. I think it's fun. It's an activity. It brings mm-hmm. people together. It like it makes you like let your creative juices flow when you're trying to get the perfect gift that's going to be. That people are going to want to fight for, see, but see. that's still kind of a fucking joke. No, it's my turn. Go, go. My turn. Um, I went to my friend Olivia's white elephant party three years in a row. The mm-hmm. first year, someone, it was the best white elephant party I've ever been to. Every gift was amazing. Someone got a drone mm. that first year. I was like, holy shit. The second year, someone got a drone and I didn't get it. And I was like, mm. next year I'm getting that fucking drone. The next year, I got that fucking drone because I was strategic about it and I knew it was coming. So the person that got the drone brought it the next year. And no, <laughs> you don't know where I'm going with this. And I can't wait till you see this punchline. I got this drone finally after three years of wanting this drone and I never fucking used it. So yeah. I gave it to fucking Jared. Yeah, no, I gave it a gift. <laughs> I gave it to Jared as a gift. And guess and what? He He's never went, used it. No, he did. He like went viral on Barstool when he had oh. a Dorito lowered into his mouth on the drone. Well, that was because we were like in the, the throes of quarantine. But I'm telling you, <laughs> my point is, is that it's all ego. I didn't really need this drone. No. But like every year I was like, I honed my skills. Yes. Because I was like, someone always every year knows how to win this game. Yes. And I... Um, oh, I love it. It's, it's such strategy. It's, it's the such... Best. And honestly, like, I want to give Jared drones and more. Like, I'm so <laughs> glad I could do that for him. Oh. And uh, he's... He hasn't used it since then. So. I think Jared needs a light, I never would have used it. I never would have used it. So I this actually makes me feel a, better. Yeah, but yes. my point is, is that white elephants, not guilty. White elephant gifts are amazing. Or gift parties um, the best one that I had brought to the white elephant gift party that I ended up purchasing for myself after because they were so good is a pair of blobfish slippers. Wow. Okay. Ooh, I, I like want to know more. Uh-huh. Slippers in the shape of blobfish. I want to know My more. My favorite ocean creature. But I thought creature. they were dying and oxidizing. Love they, blobfish. They look like well, yes. when blobfish look like the blob, it means they are dying. Dead. But we're going to pretend that we don't know that fact. But they're okay. so cute. They're my favorite ocean creature and they make blobfish slippers that are so adorable. And I don't have mine anymore, so I might buy another. Let me let me tell you, my son is amazing at the white elephant. He will actually buy a not a incredibly large uh, box, but he will buy a box that Uh, looks pretty good. Yeah, and then wrap it, and then have another box inside it. Like he'll do that. Like he'll be like a total the Russian nesting dick about it. Yeah, 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 yes. Cardboard boxes. He's come home literally with a white elephant teapot. What's a teapot? White elephant like a, teapot. Like a teapot. Like a, tea, like a teapot that's in the shape of a white elephant. Uh, he's come home with a giant penguin. Wait, come home to give to you? Like, I'm confused. No, come home to like... Like, like it's come been home given with, to him? Like, like, like he's won it. Okay. Because white elephant is a... Yeah, you win. Yeah, so... All right, we'll put Wrong. it up there. Not, gui- not guilty. I love it. Not guilty. They're amazing. Okay, I'm going to go next. Um, 
I love this. I'm this putting, is a fun one. I'm, I'm into this. On the stand, just the concept of wool. Wool sweaters, wool scarves, wool jackets. I'm putting it on the stand because I don't think it's fair. As somebody who's allergic to wool, wool is so itchy and scratchy and I hate it. There are so many beautiful things made out of wool that I cannot wear. And I feel left out. Mm. And I think that like, I understand the concept of wool back in the day. It was probably one of the warmest fibers that they had and we're freezing. And it's like, how do you keep warm other than like wearing an animal carcass on you? Itchy as fuck though. It's itchy, but probably back in the day, people weren't worried about being itchy because they're just trying to survive and not catch hypothermia. And you know what? They didn't have to bathe as much as us, so I think they had like... Yeah, built-in kind of like they weren't a layer as sensitive. Of but we're we, so we also know we don't need we don't have to bathe though. We we've we've established that I believe on this podcast. No, we have to bathe. We just don't have to wash our legs. Listen, just watch Explained the Skin episode yeah. on Explained on Netflix, and you'll understand. Listen, it's all fine if you just want to bathe. You have to use hella other products to complement yeah. that bathing. And yeah. right. you were, y- yes. It's all a trap. If, if not, you're down for that, we, then you're fine. We do not need wool. Uh, we need Gore-Tex, remember? What the fuck what did the, you say? Gore-Tex. That was the weirdest accent. What did you say? say? All right. Do you remember when George had the that had the puffy jacket, which was Gore-Tex? Uh, what, is, what are you saying? Gore-Tex. Well, that's not what you said. You said Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex, which is the... the I'm sorry. Holy shit, Jacqueline. I'm, you I'm, were here. Okay, I, I'm, I'm so glad I someone else was saying here. it in an accent, and it just went sideways. Were you doing it to joke around? That was surreal. Was I, was, I was doing it in the George accent. I'm sorry if you didn't... Uh, no, it, just, it, sounded, it sounded like an accent I've Gore-Tex. never heard before. That's what he says. We'll play it. Everyone else Google. No, we won't. Yeah, okay. Fine. Anyways... Um, I think that the concept of wool is outdated and a little bit antiquated, and I don't think we truly need it. I think that there are... I, I, I agree. We live, in, no. the, the, we live in warmer climates. We have heat. We have heaters. We have heat lamps. I don't think we need it for our warmth, but there are so many adorable coats and sweaters that I cannot wear because they're wool. Yes. And, and I know that there are other people out there Yeah, with this, and then there's these, these little sheep that are out there that are like freezing their asses off because... They no, they shaved. need to be shaved. <laughs> A lot of them need to be shaved. What, why why you say that? Because they do. Because otherwise they get matted and sad. Mm. Mm, Anyways. All right. Well. I don't know. Wool, they're they're kind of shivering. Wool guilty. Uh, guilty, I guess. Yeah, yeah. guilty. Wool yeah. sucks. Alexis? Alexis. All right. I'm ready for this. And I'm excited for this. And I think it will uh, resonate and also um, encapsulate most of what you've all come to know about me, which is I hate cooked fruit. So I'm yes. putting on the stand... Fruitcake, holiday fruitcake. Okay. Here we and, go again. Uh, I don't know what, I don't know how much fruitcake has come into like the vernacular of like the modern day person, mm-hmm. but the old, the old, like the old uh, norm was that like, if you gave someone a fruitcake, they hated you. Well, well, originally if you gave somebody a fruitcake, it was a thing of joy. But then it turned long, into long ago. Yeah. Food was scarce. It was like, <laughs> look at this precious, precious cake with full of nutrients and cranberry, dried cranberries. Like yeah, now, yeah, people yeah. are offended if you get a fruit cake. Yeah, but I want to like erase the fruit cake from the holiday. Like uh, a time, like no one wants it. No one likes it. No one wants to be given food, frankly, as a gift. As a gift, I will say, like if you're going to potluck, yeah. If you're donating food to people who need it, that's all I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, hey, you're someone who's near and dear. I'm going to give you a dried fruit cake. <laughs> no one wants that. And I think uh, I'm down for it as a joke. 
Okay. It's like a white elephant gift. That's right. <laughs> all, right, all, right. all right. So here's the thing about fruitcakes. I'm ready for I, this. I am, I am on Wikipedia right now. Okay. <laughs> There's literally a, a subset that says shelf life, and, this, and I'm quoting from it. When a fruitcake contains a good deal of alcohol, which often very many Rum of cakes do, and things. Yeah. It can remain edible for many years. For example, Ew, a, a fruit, many years. A fruitcake baked in 1878 <gasps> was kept as an heirloom by a family in Tecumseh, Michigan, wrapping the cake in alcohol, alcohol soaked uh, <laughs> linen. Excuse me. Before storing is one method of lengthening the shelf life. A 106-year-old fruitcake discovered in 2017 Ew. by the Antarctic Heritage Trust described it as excellent condition and almost edible. Ew. Hard pass. Mm. Hard pass. A fruitcake isn't edible. And Sorry, it's... how do they know it's almost edible? That means they tried it. For they sure. probably tested it for like uh, microbiome, like Mold bacteria shit. shit. Yeah. But I'll say a brand new fucking fruitcake is almost inedible. As, uh, as it is. Like, I agree. You know what? No one, you know what drench have my, a chocolate drench... cake? Have a fucking pumpkin bread? Have a banana bread? Fruit cake, like a delicious cake ruined by peppered like gelatin No, and it's like, it's almost like a fruit bread. It's oh, what nasty. a nightmare. A true nightmare. And what fruits are in that? You don't even know. There's like yeah, fragments of fruits that you like, don't even know what it is. It's like candied fruits. It's basically, you know, gummy bears without being natural. You know, you know gummy I mean? bear excites me a lot. A fruit cake, not so much. All right, so gummy so bear. Don't tarnish gummy bears gummy in bear that way. <laughs> yes. All right, Please. so... Guilty? Guilty. Guilty. Yeah, I'll say guilty Dude, too. Dude, I think this is my first unanimous Let's verdict. Let's move on. All right, guilty. <sighs> Goodbye forever. Goodbye. All right, well, All right. when we come back, it is time for some True Crime Holiday Rewind. Everybody loves a good family mystery, especially one with as many twists and turns as June's Journey, a hidden object mystery game with a captivating detective story. So it's going to take you back to the glamour of the 1920s with a diverse cast of characters. I'm really feeling this because Lex and I both are really like into Gatsby stuff right now. So I am loving the vibe of this game. And you're going to step into the role as June Parker and search for hidden clues to uncover the mystery of her sister's murder. It's perfect for all of the firsties out there. There's mystery, danger, and romance as you search for hidden objects from the parlors of New York to the sidewalks of Paris. And you can customize your very own luxuries a state island. Think expansive gardens and beautiful buildings and collect scraps of information to fill your photo album and learn more about each character. Can you crack the case? Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. June needs your help, detective. Download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. Fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, no cooking, or cleanup needed. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. And there are more than 60 add ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Get started today and get after your goals. Plus, Factor is less expensive than takeout, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. For me, I was really struggling to get enough protein. I always do. But Factor's meals are protein-packed, and they're so good. And it's so easy when I'm slammed busy working in the middle of the day to just have lunch right there, not needing to do anything, except heat it up. Head to factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 and use code DEGREE50 to get 50% off. That's code DEGREE50 at factormeals.com slash firstdegree50 to get 50% off. 
Okay, so listen, we are busy ladies over here on The First Degree, and when I have a moment of free time, I don't want to spend it grocery shopping. I want to spend it rotting on the couch and watching reality TV, and that is why I love Thrive Market. So Thrive Market is a go-to for all of my grocery and household essentials, and the convenience of getting everything online then quickly shipped to my doorstop is such a huge time saver. So Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They actually restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. So you can go on their website and use their filters to suit any of your lifestyle needs. If you're allergic to a certain ingredient, if you just don't want to have it in your life, that's why Thrive Market is so awesome. So whether you're looking for organic snacks for your kids or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with just a few clicks. I love this so much because I don't want to read every ingredient when I go to the grocery store. It's so easy to do it online, honestly, when I'm rotting on the couch. So join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash first for 30% off your first order, plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash first. Thrivemarket.com slash first. Yeah, it's rewind time. Welcome to True Crime Rewind. This is the Christmas edition. Now, when you think about Christmas and true crime, the first thing everyone's going to think about is John Benet Ramsey, mm-hmm. which is a, a obviously a horrific case. It's probably the I would say it's the biggest unsolved murder or the most infamous, the most uh, perplexing unsolved murder in American history. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we bring it up constantly. We're just... I can't stop thinking about it ever. But I think we all agree. uh, It's just... Too new. Uh, who knows? Sorry. Yeah, I know. I'm, I know, I'm shutting I know. down. I'm shutting down. It's, no, it's hard. That's it's hard. How, that's how important it is. That's yeah, how, that's yeah. how sur- that's how significant it is for our age group. No, and it's like, like, and we did lo- talk last week about the nuance of just any case, uh, and it's like, I think John Benet. Again, it's like I don't think that anybody is um, uh, well equipped to have any opinion on John Benet. Really. You know what? The well, one there, opinion there's, I can there's, have. There's a couple of people. The one thing. It, the yeah, one yeah. thing. Well, that, the one thing I will say is that, like, I'm fucking super sad. John Bonet. Like, she's frozen as yeah. she is, and we we don't know what she could have become. And that's the saddest fucking thing. It's what everyone should be focusing on. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. But like, she never got to live, which is so sad. But we're going to talk about some other cases right now, and we're going to talk about people that were dressed as Santa. Mm. Now, Santa Claus, Claus. is. Klaus, 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 Santa Claus is an icon. Now, icon. now in in, in in 2004, there was a dude that was dressed as Santa in at Atlanta Mall, and he was convinced that this woman who was 74 years old stole a hundred dollars worth of Hershey's chocolates from him. So he hit her over the head with the two by four. Jesus. Yes. Stole the chocolates. From him personally, like his personal collection of Hershey's chocolate. I, I don't know, but the woman died from her injuries. That's horrible. And he was sentenced to life in prison. You must feel really strong about this. Yeah, because <laughs> conviction for and Hershey's chocolate is honestly not that great. I mean, right. well, it's I will. Okay. Say, I will say Diva or uh, Lint. Lint. <laughs> Lint. Lint truffles. Yeah, that's right. Lint or Godiva. I'm here for this. All right. I'm putting this out there right now. Hershey's. I love you. You're an American institution. No, I do love, love Hershey's I, too, especially in a s'more. <laughs> I mean, I'm fine with that. I just chimed in. But it's just a, a very strong feeling. Reaction for such a thing. Yes. All right. So 
let's go to Christmas Eve of 2008. Now, in Covina, California, the Ortega family was sitting down to Christmas Eve dinner. The ex-husband comes in. He's got multiple guns. He's dressed as Santa Claus. Claus. Santa Claus. (laughs) He shoots everybody in the house and kills them. What a fucking asshole. Yeah. Then he takes a homemade flamethrower and burns the house down. God. All nine members were murdered. And then he committed suicide at his, or died by suicide, but I almost don't even want to use that with this guy because he's such a piece of shit, at the brother's home hours later. Wow. Jesus Christ. Yes. So in Dallas 2011, a guy named Aziz Yazan Pana came uh, dressed as Santa Claus to his estranged wife and his two children's home. And while they're opening the presents that he bought, he fatally shoots the family and then turns a gun on himself. Why people do this, especially at Christmas, is uh, like people, like a lot of people think like, why would they would do this? The thing is, is that they know that people are going to be all in one place. Mm Mm-hmm. They know everybody's going to be there. It's it's like when we, when we were putting this together, I was thinking about with uh, there's so many crimes that happen at Chuck E. Cheese. Yeah. Because it's a family gathering. Everybody's together. Everybody knows people are going to be together. And then that's what happens. With this, it's everybody knows that everybody's going to be there. That's why you have so many crimes that happen over the holidays. And this th- these were crimes where I knew somebody was there. This person wasn't invited and they go. Then you have crimes where... Everybody, everybody is there, and then somebody gets pissed at somebody else, and it just happens. And, the, and then it yeah. just happens. Yeah. Well, totally. there's. It's also interesting, like the element of somebody like dressing up as Santa. Like all these people have been dressed up as Santa. Like is that an aspect of like them kind of like hiding behind well, a so, mask? It's, it's so disarming because yeah. like children run to this man. Like every it's it's this figment that everyone is. It it it, it evokes this sort of idea of like joy and merriment and comfort, and, and it's, you're almost hiding behind that. Very disarming. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. But the one case that I want to talk about is a case that actually took place incredibly close to where we are now. Ooh. Just like three miles away. Wow. December 6th, 1959. Now, there is a house, some might call it a mansion, that sits in Los Feliz. On this date, Dr. Harold Perelson took a hammer and he hit his wife over the head with it. He hit his 18-year-old daughter over the head with it and then ended his own life with a bunch of tranquilizer pills. For 50 years, this house remained untouched. And this is known as the Los Feliz Murder Mansion. Mm. Have you guys ever gone up to it? No. Uh, no. I've never even heard of it really? before. Me either. No. I didn't know. All right. So here, it, it, one weird thing that happened is that with that is that the house actually had the Christmas tree. It had all of the... Um, like during the time of this murder. During the time of this murder, all of the presents were there. Mm-hmm. And for 50 years, it just stayed like that. Weird. So you could look into the house and people oh, would... I people know would, of this. People, yes. people would go up there and, and the look into the house. presents were like still inside. Oh, they, the presents were yeah. still there. What? Yeah, That is bizarre. Yeah. Like I, I have heard of this. Why? And I think it might still be, right? So I think somebody just I think someone just bought okay. it. Yeah. Yeah. How does that even happen? 
There was a ton of dust over it. Like you would look into it in the 90s or even in the 2000s. You would see like this 50s style TV set. You'd see the Christmas tree. You'd see the presents. And you'd see just like like a ton of dust. A family had bought it apparently and used it kind of as storage. It's kind of well, kind of strange. Didn't do anything with it at first? Yeah, and yeah. It's like it's rich people shit. It's like I bu- yeah. I'm buying this mansion. And I'm unsure what yeah. to do with it. Yeah, and like for that reason, it wasn't like it didn't become like a squatter's place. Like it just remained kind of pristine as it was, minus the dust. Obviously, for, 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 from fifty years. Yeah, and it was like a time capsule, wow. and people would go up to it and then look inside and be like, it was almost like looking at the Tower of Terror or whatever. It's just like, oh my god, yeah, interesting. So. That is the True Crime Rewind. There are a ton of other murders that happened over Christmas. Those are just four of them. Wow. Damn. So, these people did a lot of bad things. Not as bad as you've done, but we know you've done some bad things, and we're going to hear about them next. Again, bad is an abstract concept. I took French in high school, and I was so excited that we were going to France for Jack's wedding so I could practice my French, and it was only when I got there I realized just how rusty I'd gotten, and I wanted to communicate in French with the locals there so badly. If you can relate to this experience, then Rosetta Stone is right for you. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program. You can choose from one of 25 languages like Spanish, French, Italian, German, Korean, Chinese, Japanese, Dutch, Arabic, and Polish. Fast track your language acquisition with immersive lessons designed to teach you to pick up languages in a quick and natural way. Plus, with Rosetta Stone's true accent feature, you'll get feedback on how well you're pronouncing words. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. Rosetta Stone is so convenient, and it can be used on your desktop computer or as an app, with audio companion and ability to download lessons offline. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, the first-degree listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com first. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com first today. So if you're a super busy person and you don't have time to go to the gym, or maybe you just don't even want to go to the gym and work out in front of a bunch of different people, you need to check out the Aloe Moves app. I'm obsessed with this app. So it makes it easy to keep your wellness routine on track because they have everything in one place. There's yoga, there's Pilates, fitness classes, mindfulness, self-care tips, healthy recipes, and so much more. So either you're a beginner or you're an advanced person, Aloe Moves has the flow or class that will fit your schedule. Their classes range from five minutes to an hour, depending depending on what you're feeling that day. So even if you only have five minutes, you can just get some movement in. I used Aloe Moves all during the pandemic. It was amazing. Like I was on my yoga journey and I was obsessed with it. So you can find stress relief with meditations, affirmations, face yoga, gua sha, dry brushing, and journaling for those quiet moments, even if you don't really want to get a workout on. And when it comes to sleep, it's just important as fitness and nutrition, and they've got you covered with Aloe Moves. So unlock your personal wellness routine with Aloe Moves. Go to Aloe Moves dot com and use code first for an exclusive 30-day free trial and enjoy 20% off an annual membership. That's allomoves.com code first A-L-O-M-O-V-E-S dot com code first. You are a horrible person. What's the worst thing you've ever done? Hey everyone. <laughs> we are so fucking excited. This is my favorite part of this podcast, obviously. It's um, best. And it's because we get to engage with you guys. And 
honestly, it's a, it's a lesson in sort of humanitarian relations because <laughs> we start <laughs> to understand what you all feel bad about, what you don't feel bad about. And, uh, and we get to comfort you and what you shouldn't feel bad about, which is, I don't know, we normally like moral, we do morality testing. We like do shit when we're younger or throughout our lives to see how we feel about things. So it's the best thing ever when we hear that you're like, Hey, I did a bad thing and I know it's bad. Yeah. So I need you guys to remember if you called me and you said it's bad, you already are forgiven because Mm -hmm. you're already in the process of repenting. Yes. Mm -hmm. As long as it's not a murder or an assault. I mean, we had an assault in this podcast, and it also uh, was meaningful. Listen, it's meaningful to talk about those, too. I mean, fuck mm-hmm. all violence and sadness, but that is our truth. Mm-hmm. So here we are with our first one today. Hang tight, and let's go. Hey, guys. I love your show. Um, so this is the story of the worst thing I've ever done um, and the first time I got high. So uh, one day my dad asked me to grab him a cigar out of his humidor and I went to go grab it and something in me just like told me to lift up the top tray. So I did and I saw some weed and I was like, noted. So I gave him a cigar and life went on for a while and everything was fine. Um, and then one day dad is out of the house and I was like, I, may, maybe I should go grab some of that weed. And I did. And I hid it under my sink because I had my own bathroom. Um, And dad went to bed one night and I said, okay, tonight is the night. So I Googled (laughs) uh, how to smoke weed. And I deducted that rolling a joint would probably be like the easiest way to do that. And then I had to look up, like, what the best at-home rolling paper is, because obviously I didn't have any. Um, And so I took the front page out of my Bible, like the one that doesn't have any writing on it, and I used that as a joint wrapper. Um, I was, like, 17 at the time, and I told my dad, this story, like this past year, it's like seven years later. Um, and he just looks at me and he's real silent for a second and he goes, dude, that's awesome. <laughs> so that's the story of the worst thing I've ever done. But honestly, I don't feel that bad about it because like dad's not mad. And if anybody should be, it's him because I stole his weed. And I mean, I guess God, because I did use the Bible as a rolling paper. Um, but that's it. Thanks, guys. I love you for this story. And I'm going to start with this. I'm going to reassure you that uh, your decision to use this front page of this Bible is really not um, like an anti-religious thing. Uh-huh. Because you know what? The original Bible was not um, produced through probably a publishing company that profited <laughs> off of each page. And like, honestly, this front page has nothing to fucking do with religion. Also, There's, the Bible no. wasn't made when they had weed. It, like, they didn't know what to what would honestly, happen God, if they were in a time. God, God made weed. Listen, God made listen, weed. Listen, all, all I have to say is that thank God you didn't use like a paper towel because that would have been bad. No, oh, yeah. Like you, you did the right decision by using a um, the, the piece of the Bible. <laughs> right, and also again, this Bible is not like an original. Like it's not like a scribe no, made use, it. You didn't use you, like the you, Declaration you of Independence. Like, exactly, you use like a We're, commercial reproduction of a Bible, and this page was just probably like uh, a commercially like required thing 
don't beat yourself up. You're amazing. And your dad didn't care, which further uh, bolsters <laughs> our our side on this. Well, how great would it have been if... God, I love her. If, if <laughs> I that, love her. If, if National Treasure was like... We're going to smoke weed with the Declaration of Independence. Yeah. That, that would have been awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I if mean, there was a blank page in the front, they should have. <laughs> yeah. Because you know what? If there's a blank page in a Bible, what do they want you to do with you it? Know, exactly. that blank, what is the purpose that, of it? The point of that blank page is to be used at your discretion when you think you need it for something. Dude, yes. It's a spiritual connection to yourself, which is what you were doing. That's right. Like Perfect. maybe you need to mop up a mess. Maybe you need to smoke a blunt. Maybe you need to wipe your ass when you ran out of toilet maybe paper. So need, many different maybe reasons. Maybe you need a journal on it. And and talk through your feelings. Like there's a million other things other than like desecrating this page that can be used for. Yeah. That being said, your dad didn't seem to care. And your Bible is your family and your life and your ideology. It's also your property mm-hmm. and you and can do whatever the fuck you, you want to do though, with but it. But like your dad didn't care, which means that like the thing you were paranoid about, like I couldn't have my dad know that mm-hmm. I, he smoked weed. He was happy you experimented. Like, I love this because I think it encompasses like everything. It, it neutralizes everything we're afraid of. Like our parents are generally pretty human. Mm-hmm. Your dad is. Generally. <laughs> ja, generally. That being said, um, yeah, I fucking love this story because I think it ties a ton of things together. And uh, you should never feel bad about this kind of thing because yeah. you did a healthy thing experimenting with a, a product grown from the earth. That's legal in several states, and your dad was fine with it. Mm-hmm. Like, what else? What other God? What other religion do you, have you to go. abide by other than the state law and our parents? It's all good. Amen. Feeling good about this. Hey guys, um, I just first of all, I just wanted to say I love you guys, and you guys are doing so great with the podcast. It's amazing. You guys are amazing. Congratulations, Jack, for your engagement. Um, Alexis and Billy, I'm so proud of you guys for everything you did for um, Unraveled and all the seasons here and to come. Um, so anyway, so I'm a firsty worsty and this has nothing to do with a Hello Kitty eraser or throwing a cone at my mom's car, which I feel bad that this is, <laughs> this is what first. Okay. So I'm 10 tequila shots in, so give me the strength to tell you guys this story. So my son's father, um, had two best friends of 20 years. They were inseparable. Um, so we, me and him were only together for about three years. Um, I had to leave because of like emotional, mental abuse, nothing physical or anything like that. But during our breakup, towards the end, we still lived together. And my son's father eventually ended up sleeping with an acquaintance of mine. And about a month or two later, I found out she got knocked up. (laughs) So that's when I started plotting my revenge. So I started drinking and smoking and hanging out with his two best friends regularly and one night i decided i was going to hook up with the one that had obviously the least morals and values so the next day i quote unquote leaked the info to a mutual friend knowing that it would get back to him um and so about 24 hours later i get these violent rage texts from my son's father you know threatening me of like custody and all these other things like had nothing to do with my parenting it was just a simple fact that i slept with his friend and he was mad and jealous and all that stuff, Um, which means my plan worked, you know? (laughs) And so eventually things blew over between us and everything is fine now. But uh, unfortunately, the friend who I didn't sleep with had passed away. And even at his funeral, the friend that I hooked up with, you know, one single time, my son's father would like, would not look at him, would not talk to him anything. So I feel like the worst part of this story is that it was a horrible lay and it wasn't even worth it whatsoever. So to this very day, I genuinely feel so bad. And I wish I had never done that because I really ruined like 
a lifelong friendship with the three of them over some dumb jealousy over a dumb guy who I didn't even want anymore. And so to this day, I genuinely feel really bad and I wish I had never done it. So that's the worst thing I've ever done. And uh, yeah, I'd rather stay anonymous. I can't even remember if I said my name. I hope not. <laughs> but love you guys. And shout out to the Firsty Worsties. Okay, so first of all, what I have to say is like, I love that you called because you already know. You're like, I feel terrible. That was so petty. Yeah. And I feel like a lot of us have done things like that where it's like, why did I react so poorly? Why did I, you know... Well, especially in retrospect, it's like you're looking back at this when you've kind of had a chance to chill. You've had years to think about it. You're like, that was so fucking dumb. But honestly, in the moment, you had to do it. She had to. And it was justified. But that being said, like, I love you because of how you feel now. Mm -hmm. And that's all that matters. It's like we have we're so young when we do this crazy shit. And even if we're not like years young, what I have to clarify, like, we're not always like young in the years sometimes you're emotionally young sometimes you've been in one relationship till you're fucking 40 yeah and then you have your second one at 42 and then you're young in that way yeah you make the mistakes of a young relationship right so like when I say young like we have to be forgiving of ourselves of like the decisions we're making because it's like we're fucking all trying most of us aren't trying to be sociopaths and you in this instance you were devastated by this idea that you had a child with this guy you loved he got someone else pregnant this seems like a very fair thing for you to do it in yeah. the, in your head at the time and then you did it mm-hmm. and now later you're like fuck that was petty and now i i see the the sort of wake i've left and, and what a nightmare mm-hmm. that is but what the most important thing is that like you feel bad about it and, and you see how petty it was, and that's no, the most important yeah, thing. Yeah, you feel bad about it, and then the dudes, you know what, dudes can get over a lot of shit. You know yeah? what I mean? So, but yeah, they yeah, didn't. Yeah. But they, guys these, get these over guys shit easier yeah, than girls. Yeah. But didn't she say that it ruined their friendship with yeah, each yeah, other? Yeah, that, that, that's, that's what I'm saying. That's why she but, feels but, bad. But that's why yeah. she does feel bad but, about it, but dudes, dudes can get over that stuff. Just a matter of, like, th- these guys just didn't, but, you know. But the thing, too, with that, it's like... It takes two to tango, right? And his friend was also a really fucking shitty friend for By hooking doing it. up with her, too. Mm-hmm. So it's like you shouldn't bear all of that guilt on you thinking it was like a personal decision just that you no. had. You know what I mean? So, but also as an outsider, kind of like watching your story unfold. Yes, it wasn't the best decision that you've ever made. However, I kind of hear you talking and I'm like, I bet this is going to happen next. And I bet this is going to happen next. Like it's kind of a typical mm-hmm. chain of events for something like that to happen. So I don't think that you acted out in a way that was so bizarre and so crazy and no. so guilt like ridden that you should feel that bad about it. I think probably many people that were put in a situation like yours would probably have acted similarly. Dude, imagine you have a baby with someone you love and they knock up a friend of yours. Yeah. And imagine how crazy your response would be. I mean, yeah. honestly, an eye for an eye in that situation. And I'm just saying, kind of is, is what happened. when I say crazy, I don't mean that in the traditional sense. I mean, like, yeah. I would have done a more, a less mature version of myself would have done something cr- I, I just, when you think about the magnitude of having a child with someone yeah, and then someone you love, you have one with and then I just remembered that I did this. What? Yeah. Tell us. Well, no. I mean, when I broke up my ex-boyfriend and I broke up, I hooked up with one of his really good friends. That's right, girl. Because that is literally what you, when you are fucking hurt, and I didn't even have a kid with him. When you are super heartbroken and super hurt, it honestly is the lowest blow that you can do. 
And it feels fucking good at the time. When someone fucks you over that bad, you want to fuck them over even worse. And to be honest, they fucking deserve it. And honestly, it's not even worse. It's just like, it's just a little dagger you can throw because it's not worse because they're the ones who fucked up. And in your case, my friend, my worstie, he's the one who knocked up your friend. So you fucking his friend and not having a baby with him is not even... Not, slightly not, as bad. I honestly don't even think it's that bad. It's not bad, no. but like your friend, your your baby daddy is petty and that he's not going to forgive his friend. Well, that, no. that, that's the biggest thing there is that he should. And you know what? That has nothing to do with you because I obviously you guys are fine. Um, but you know what? You should feel justified. You're amazing. The shit you're talking about is so heavy. Like the idea, children and pain and all this shit. It's something I can't necessarily comment on. Um. But I can imagine acting very irrationally should it be my situation. Absolutely. Because the stakes are very high. And when the stakes are high, it's life, you know? Mm-hmm. So, girl, we fucking love you. And uh, you know what? Your baby daddy's inability to forgive his friend is not your problem. Yeah. Because you forgave your baby daddy for doing something shitty. Exactly. You should all be able to forgive people. Yep. You know what it actually means? He still is fucking in love with you. Oh and okay. <laughs> I mean, probably. Well, let's not do that. I don't think so. I don't think you should want him back, but there's a reason he's still mad at him. All right. Well, I think it's time for the Costanza stanza. <sighs> okay. I am ready for this, but just give me some grace. Okay. Because, you know, it's like an in-between Christmas time, but mm-hmm. here we are. It's called, this poem is called, George's Christmas List. <laughs> George doesn't want a lot for Christmas. There is just one thing he needs. He wants a full head of hair underneath the Christmas tree. He wants his parents to move away to Florida. She stopped sinking. I mean, how long was that going to go? He wants his parents to go away to Florida and to stay away. He wants women to flock to him. And he wants no one mocking him. He wants Jerry's full attention. Wants to be not bloated. No water attention. (laughs) There's hella salty foods in the holidays, guys. Wants Santa to steal him away. Wants Santa to abduct him on his sleigh. (laughs) The two of them will live happily ever after, Santa and George. For Christmas, his only wish is no more laughter. Oh. George hates fun. George hates fun. This tracks, right? Yes. Happy holidays, bitches. Yes. Happy holidays, friends. Is America's primary system working? Is the Electoral College still the best process for electing a president? Could a third-party candidate ever be successful? In a new season of You Might Be Right, former Tennessee governors Bill Haslam and Phil Bredesen gather the country's top experts to explore these issues and more as we approach the 2024 presidential election. Listen to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee, available now wherever you get your podcasts.